0: The Pittsburgh Steelers are here at the NFL Combined, and they've made one thing very clear after day one hearing from Omar Khan and company, and we're going to get into what that one thing is. What's going on, everybody? I'm Noah Strackbine. Thank you for jumping on to Steelers To Go, your daily to-go cup of Pittsburgh Steelers news and analysis. Find us on youtube.com slash Talk and subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And today we're going to break down and discuss where the Pittsburgh Steelers are headed with their first pick in the NFL draft because they've made things clear. We're here at the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, Indiana. Drove through a tornado. Got here made sure that we were bringing all the best coverage at AllSteelers.com and here at all steelers Talk. And I think day one, we got a pretty clear answer what the Steelers are going to do with that 17th pick and with that 32 pick. I'll toss you a little extra there, and let's start with the 17th. So where are the Steelers headed with that first pick in the NFL draft? Omar Khan spoke on a number of things. He didn't name certain positions, and he somewhat brushed off Certain players. Jordan Addison was a big one that came up. His answer was very short. Jordan Addison is a really good player, but whether or not he wants to mix him in with Kenny Pickett and create the next Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tua Viola, and Jalen Waddle combination, it didn't sound as if that's where Omar and the Steelers were headed. Cornerback, obviously a very talented group, but are they going to be here and are the Steelers willing to move up to go get one? I think that's the big question. Are the Pittsburgh Steelers that aggressive? Because that was the biggest takeaway. You could check out my NFL Combine takeaways, and that's the biggest thing I took from day one. The Steelers are going to be aggressive. How are they going to be aggressive? What are they looking for? The answer is simple. It's the best player on the board. The Steelers are coming into this draft with a full sense that this draft is loaded and that at any moment, any of these players can turn into superstars and that there are more than a couple in the first and second round. I think that last year he looked at Kenny Pickett and he looked at the quarterback class and the Steelers obviously had a strong emphasis at quarterback. If they weren't going to go Kenny Pickett, many people had Desmond Ritter or Malik Willis was the hot name, obviously. But the Steelers seemed intrigued and invested in the quarterback position. This year, there isn't that position. The Steelers don't need that one guy to come in here and fire everybody up and create a game-changing atmosphere in year one. But they know that they could get that. Who is more of a wait and see type of thing? Omar and the Steelers are looking at the entire situation and it's very clear. They're going to go best player on the board or they're going to find the player that they want or the list of players that they want. And they're going to make a move to go get one. Omar had a little bit of a smile as he talked about. Possibly moving up and having the option to move up because they have three picks in the top 50 and four in the top 80. You get four picks in the first three rounds of the NFL draft and you can make magic happen. And I think Omar Khan is a guy that has shown in the past, he is not afraid to be aggressive. That's how you get record breaking deals with Minka Fitzpatrick and TJ Watt. And at the same time, work with Alex Highsmith, go get key picked, sign Deontay Johnson. Make moves in the free agency to bring in guys like Miles Jack and Larry Ogunjobi. Omar Khan has no shortage, has no shortage, and is no stranger of aggression when it comes to his moves as a general manager or what he was before a general manager. And I think that'll continue. He had a bit of a smile as he talked about possibly moving up, and you kind of felt there's a fire there. Omar Khan has a little bit of a spark that he wants to make this offseason. Memorable and one that he starts off strong with in his first draft as a general manager for the Steelers. So that 17th pick, best player available, I think easy, unless there's a name. Joey Porter Jr. starts to slide, and he's sitting there at 13, 14, 15. Christian Gonzalez starts to slide, and he's sitting there at 13, 14, 15. The Steelers will start making phone calls because that 32nd pick is just as valuable as a first-round pick, and people are going to call. People are going to be calling well before the draft. Paris Johnson, another name to watch as he slides down the draft board. Are the Steelers that interested in an offensive tackle? Khan, I will say, was very hesitant to put too much praise on the incoming offensive line class and instead chose to praise his current offensive line and say how promising the end of the season was and how together they are and It kind of gave you the vibe that the Steelers aren't as interested in an offensive lineman at 17 as many want them to be. Does that mean they're going to completely avoid offensive line? No. doesn't mean that if their guy is there at 17 or somebody that they couldn't imagine being there at 17, are they going to pick him? I I don't think it eliminates that decision, but I don't think that it's as high on their list. I think it's a Jordan Addison-type situation for the Steelers, a guy that... Didn't sound too interesting to them or from them. But last year, Kenny Pickett didn't sound too interesting for them. Malik Willis was their guy. And then who showed up at 17 or at 20? Excuse me. Kenny Pickett. The big quote is this one from Omar. All options are on the table. If he's a good football player and we have the opportunity to go get him and can get him, we're going to go get him. And I think that ties 17 and 32 into each other. I believe that the Steelers, as of now, are going to collect all of their offers, and they're going to use that 30-second pick to negotiate up in the NFL draft if there's a player there that they believe is worth drafting. The way that they situate things is they go one to 32. Who would they draft at one? Who is the second-best player in the draft? Who's the third-best player? Who's the fourth-best player? They select at least three or four guys that are above them. And they say, if these guys are here, we feel very comfortable sticking with our pick. If more guys are here, we feel very comfortable sliding back from our pick. But if one guy that is higher on that list, that five that they feel comfortable with, if there's that one that they are, this guy is a star, we have to go get him. He is top of our list. Sitting there at 13, 14, 15, That's when a move could be made, and it's not going to take a lot for the Steelers to move into a very promising place in that first round near the top 10. It's not going to take the 32nd pick in the draft. It could take 49, but it could also take 80, and then at that point, they have the 13th pick, the 32nd pick, the 49th pick, and then they get a little bit of a break, but you could still make a lot happen with those first three options, and I think the Steelers have that in mind. Now let's back up to the end of the draft because I talked about the beginning. I believe this is where the Steelers draft plans go at 17 at 32. Obviously that's what this podcast, this episode is about, but there are other takeaways from today that I really like to push when it comes to the NFL draft. The big one is that a quarterback is certainly on their mind and I don't want to be that guy, but I was the only one that was sitting around saying maybe the Steelers should draft a quarterback in the mid to late rounds. And I think, They made that very clear. Omar wants Mitch Trubisky to stay. They want him to stick around, quote-unquote, long-term or be a long-time Pittsburgh Steeler. Now, is he going to be? Chances are no. He'll stick around this season. They'll extend him for another year or two, and then after that, once his contract expires, whether he gets an opportunity or not, I don't think Mitch Trubisky is comfortable being a career backup unless he gives it another try. And I think he'll want to give somebody or want to get that opportunity from somebody else, the Steelers will allow him to do that after his contract expires. Now, who's their second option? That's where the NFL draft comes in. Because last year, they didn't draft Chris Oladokun just to make a terrible move in the seventh round and just throw a name at a dartboard, and boom, it's stuck. That's who we're drafting. No, they had a plan for Chris Oladokun. They wanted Chris Oladokun to be that third guy, to replace Mason Rudolph, to be the option there after Mitch Trubitsky and Kenny Pickett. So that they could have a future backup quarterback after the Mitch Trubisky deal ended. That didn't work, obviously. This year, it very much so could work if they draft somebody and allow him to be that third guy, allow him to be that practice squad guy in year one and then move into a back role in the next two or three years. Doesn't have to be a g or a, a superstar. It doesn't have to be somebody that has loads of talent. It could be what the san francisco 49ers thought brock purdy was supposed to be a seventh round pick mr irrelevant who could or could not make the roster but if he does his expectations are very low nobody's pushing for him to do anything crazy or be the backup or be the starter or any of this there are no chance for this guy in the stadium It is just you are here to learn from Mitch Trubisky and from Kenny Pickett and develop yourself into the offense, and then we will move forward with you as a long-term backup. The Steelers love their long-term backups. Mitch is not that guy, even if they want him to be, but he's that guy now. They'll go draft a quarterback probably late. I would say the seventh round is where I would expect one, and that's how they'll finish off the draft. So where do they start with? The best player available. And where do they end? I think they end with a quarterback.